Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Muir, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. So I did take a break from taping episodes for you over the holidays. I told you that last episode, right? And then my symptoms started to flare. And so the break became a little longer than I had planned for. Uh, That is the life of a Spoonie, right? One thing that I was able to do with the time off that I took was to go through some old boxes under my bed. You know, you know the boxes, right? They were filled with old papers that I just had to save in the moment, right? And of course, now... I'm wondering why I saved everything in that box. So a lot of it went into the trash. But one thing I stumbled on was the first business plan that I created for my business almost four years ago. It was right after I quit my job to take my business full time. And my jaw dropped when I saw it because it was literally a map of where my business is right now. It only took me four years to get there, right? But now I'm living that plan that I made. It was it was absolutely astounding. And of course, you know, seeing that made me spend some time going down memory lane to the moment when I wrote that plan. I was physically really sick at the time. I was in my first real fibromyalgia flare, and it was before I had any kind of treatment plan, any medication to help. So I was in a lot of pain. I was really tired all the time. But if I'm being honest with you, the illnesses that impacted my life more then and now really were my mental illnesses because I was anxious all the time. I was having panic attacks frequently. I was at the beginning of my first battle with mania. And so I felt like I could do absolutely anything. So it was just this weird, um, this weird time of feeling really anxious, but wanting to do it all. And even now, you know, my bipolar is managed with medication. I've learned a lot in therapy to help with that anxiety, but I'm still more impacted by my mental health issues than my physical health issues. Because when I'm depressed, my pain is increased, right? When I'm anxious and my thoughts are racing all over the place, I get so tired, both mentally and physically, by trying to manage it all. Four years ago, I really underestimated the amount of physical and mental energy it would take to make those dreams a reality. And I really hesitated to talk too much about the impact that my mental illness has had on this. Because, I mean, even though, even on the podcast, I've been open about some of my journey, I've been mentally ill most of my life now. And I still sometimes feel like I can't fully be open about the experience because I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. Like, 
I'm okay with it, but I know that other people just really clam up. Like it feels really icky for a lot of people, but I know that um, if you're listening to this podcast, you... Even if you haven't had a diagnosis of a mental health condition, um, you know, you've bumped up against depression or anxiety in your health journey. So, you know, don't get me wrong. It's way better now than it used to be. And part of this is because we're starting to talk about mental health more now. And the other part of it is that I realized the only way to end the stigma is to be open about my challenges because mental health is health. Let me say it again. Mental health is health. We really shouldn't even have to say mental health or physical health. I mean, it's all health. It's all about what's supposed to happen in our bodies and what happens when things don't go according to plan. But even when you go to your primary care doctor, You face the stigma when it comes to mental health disorders. I literally had a doctor refuse to refer me to specialists because of my pain and because I was having numbness and tingling in my legs because he said what I really needed was a psychiatrist. And then he just told me to do a Google search for one because he couldn't even make a referral, right? I mean, doctors don't even know what to do when you have mental health conditions. To this day... Even though I have a new doctor who's great. I mean, he actually listens to me. He makes referrals when I need them. I really don't trust him to mess with my antidepressants because of the trauma that I've gone through with multiple doctors trying medication after medication after medication, trying to curb the bipolar and the depression and the anxiety. So I will keep paying out of pocket for my psychiatrist. Thank you very much. Right? Because I'm lucky to find a psychiatrist that actually listens and who's pretty amazing. One thing that has become crystal clear to me while living with mental illness is that it's really easy to push your illness to the side, right? When I was working a normal job, I would call in sick with migraine and... That was really just because I couldn't overcome the depression or the anxiety that day. I would hide in the bathroom when I was having panic attacks. And then when I was done, I would fix my makeup in the mirror because I learned to carry all my makeup with me in my purse. And then I would just go to my next meeting. (laughs) Even now, when I work for myself, I will find that that inner voice, my inner critic yelling at me because I need to cancel a meeting because my anxiety is too high. You know, if my pain is too high, I'll rest. But when my depression is overwhelming and I just can't get out of bed, I will make myself push through it, right? It's so easy to just push that to the side. In other words, even when you've lived with mental health disorders for most of your life, you will still find yourself believing that what you're feeling is a symptom of a chronic health condition that you have little control over, right? I can take meds and go to therapy and learn coping skills, but there are going to be things still that triggered a panic attack. You know, I'm still going to fight with depression. I'm still going to have those hypomanic spells when I feel like I can do it all. And I think the worst part of it is feeling like you have to do it all alone. You know, right before I wrote that business plan four years ago, I had a mental breakdown. You know, I went on medical leave for my job because the anxiety was too high. And when I left the agency that I'd worked for for almost five years because of my mental health disorders, 
Not a soul asked how I was doing. Nobody gave me a card. Nobody even said goodbye as I walked out the door, right? If I had been in a car accident, if I had been diagnosed with a physical health issue like MS or something like that, that made it impossible for me to work, people would have been messaging to see how I was. They would have been organizing meals for our family because, you know, we live in the Midwest and that's what we do. Or they would have been sending cards, you know, saying thank you for your service. But people had absolutely no clue what to do with a person who was just too emotionally fragile to handle it all. So I had to deal with it on my own. And it was so, oh, it was so lonely because, you know, chronic health conditions, period, are a lonely business. I mean, let's be real. I was housebound most of the time, even before the pandemic happened. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you when I say it's kind of nice now because I can watch the concerts and the events and the group conversations from home. You know, like it makes me feel more connected to society uh, when before it seemed like everybody was just too busy to remember me before. Right. And living with an invisible illness. Oh, it's really awful because you look healthy and your body is in crippling pain. Like you're trying to fake being well for people just so that you can go do the things that you used to love and then you pay for it for days after. And people don't understand because you don't look sick. And this doesn't help your mental health either, right? And when you add all of this to running a business, um, I can see from the outside where it could feel like it's a recipe for disaster, but it can also be the secret sauce that makes you successful. I'm honest because I found myself when I was in that lonely place, seeking out connection online, really on Instagram and, and seeing that spoony community online. And when I started being open about my story, I became really great at finding these dreamy clients who respected who I am. You know, I dedicated myself when I had clients to helping them feel seen and understood in a way that I had not experienced. And it's led to these long-term partnerships and quite honestly, a business that runs on word of mouth referrals because of that. And because I've been open about all of my health conditions, it's helped me weed out jerks who would have looked down on me because of my diagnosis, right? I learned that one the hard way. So why am I telling you all of this, right? (laughs) Because I know that the only way to overcome this feeling of loneliness and isolation is for us to talk about it. And I know that most people with physical health conditions, you've been visited by depression or anxiety or even medical PTSD, because let's let's be real. It happens. I think uh, we all have trauma from the medical um, field in, in some way or another. And I've decided in this podcast this year, we're going to talk more about mental illness. You know, we're going to dive more into what it looks like to run a business when you have mental health issues. We're going to talk about self-care and mindset. We're going to talk about how to advocate for yourself in medical situations, even when you're super anxious about it, because all of this carries over into being a badass entrepreneur. I mean, when you learn to care for yourself, you learn to have better boundaries in your business. When you learn to advocate for yourself with your medical team, it becomes so much easier to own your worth in sales conversations. I mean, like I say over and over, and I'm not going to stop saying it, the skills that we learn when we're managing our health 
conditions are the same ones that make us amazing entrepreneurs. So I cannot wait for you to hear the conversations that we're having this year. And if you're sitting there and you find yourself saying, this sounds just like me, like I have something that I want to share because I think this could be amazing. I want you to shoot me an email at Nicole at Bloom admin services.com because I would love to chat with you this season. But until next time, remember that we can do hard things if we take them one step at a time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.